What's up? It's Dregs One. This is the History of the Bay podcast. We got King Said on the camera, DEO on the board. Shout out to the producers, Skino and Whitney Chanel. And today, we got my big brother, someone I look up to, my neighbor. Live right down the street, <laughs> 19th and Randolph. Ball here, Rick is in the building. What's up, man? What's up, baby? Thank you for coming through. Much bro. love, much love, Thank you man. For coming through, man. So today, like you said, you don't normally do podcasts, but this I would is love to. One. I would love to, though. You know, I haven't had. I, it's a few people that have reached out to me, but like you say, is and it makes sense now. It's hard to tell who who is for real and serious to the point where we get out the way real fast. While a lot of my family members, like especially my brother Cell. We don't like doing features on certain people albums because people will come get you just for their own personal preference. Oh, I got this with Ballhead. I got this with Sale. Or I had this with you know Kluger. Don't be serious with it to get it real out there. So yeah, this is a blessing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm stoked. Right on, man. Yeah, we real. <laughs> and serious. I got my little cousin Do right here too. Yes, you sir. Me? Yes, sir. And Remember uh, him with his backpack and his pencil walking up <laughs> Randolph. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and shout out to our sponsor too, Amoeba Music in San Francisco. Thank you. Shout for out keeping to Amoeba. Lit. Well, so let's just get right into it, bro. Okay. Uh, what was it like growing up in San Francisco and Lakeview, to be exact? Well, back in the days, man, it was, you know, you had your tweaks around. You know, I can remember on Randolph and Lakeview, we had a lot of different blocks to like Bixby, Ralston, Vernon, Ramsell, Head Street, Bright Street, us right there, the Randolph tweak. Every single block had its own gathering of people, just like you would in Hunters Point, like, uh, Harbor, Oakdale, West Point, Blase, Blase, this court, that court, Duke's court. And we all congregated the same a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes went up to Hare Street and played in apartments. Sometimes went to Victoria Street, did this and that. And um, it was it was, it was was a flourish, of <clears throat> a lot of good things. But then you also had the negativity there, you know, the, the, the dope. It wasn't real bad back then as, as, as it is and as it got, you know, it was the start, you know what I mean? But, um... Then you had the other side of Lakeview, which was the Lobus, the park side, you know what I'm saying? Ocean View Park, where a lot of kids was not allowed to go to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was it was a little bit more serious or up there. But for the most part, like I say to the day, how my neighborhood is today, how people come through be like, oh, it's a ghost town. It's, it looks like this. I said, man, to me, it's back regular. Yeah. Especially having a child where I can walk the streets and not have to worry about so much danger. You know, that person, this person, even though do not get it twisted. It's dangerous outside, and it always is. You know what I'm saying? But it's back to normal to me. So, But growing up, it, it was harsh. It, it, it got harsh to where, you know, went to school after this. You either went to Denman, Bow, Lincoln. Um, you went to Lincoln? I went to Lincoln. Got yeah. kicked out of Lincoln yeah, in me a, too. a couple of months. Me too. We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got expelled and ended up going to Mission, uh, where I went for three years while I learned a lot and hung out and was able to interact with another whole neighborhood, Bayview, Hunters Point. Yeah. You know, a lot of, and Valencia Gardens, a lot of my loved ones down there. And a little bit of the mo, you feel me? Well, I found out I had a little bit of family, but you know, back then to get to that, the city had turned out already. Turned out where you couldn't go to Fillmore if you weren't for Fillmore. You couldn't go to Hunters Point. Couldn't go to Lake. You, you know, you was rejected unless you really had sincere family members or business over there. So it, it, it was hard, you know what I mean? So if you was being able to go through one of them neighborhoods, you was very privileged. Yeah. So I went to Mission for a while and uh, got turned out like the others, running the streets with my thugs, you know what I mean? Uh, getting into this, getting into that. And uh, eventually the negative turned positive once the music came around, you know what I'm saying? 
And uh, that just took off from right there, you know? Still always had to watch your back, but that music coming from the late 80s and early 90s made a lot of neighborhoods get together and cities. <clears throat> yeah, facts. Uh, I mean, we talked about this, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Black Sea a little bit last week. In your mind, when when did like the Frisco turf wars really? See, that's kick a off? sick tweak. You say that too because that's my ally, that's my brother to death, and that's one of the main areas where I stayed and lived at was on Harbor Road. Mm -hmm. uh, the tweaks to me started maybe around eighty six, really eighty six. I mean, if you want to get to the paradox of what really transpired to make the whole city go crazy was Peter Lee. Man, that's what we said last week. Um, was yep. Peter Lee getting killed yep. and Rashawn and um, Chief Charlie getting killed. Them two aspects right there started fire. Yep. And then Street Frog, of course, a lot of things. But that right there, that Peter Lee, I'm going to tell you, it was a punch. Back in the days, you, the solar system, they just had the reunion. Shout out to Big Bob and everybody. Um I remember catching the 15 through Sunnydale was no problems. You know, you can go hang out, go through this, because that was the main bus line you took to go to Hunters Point to 3rd Street. You got on the 54 or you got on the 15. 15 was way much faster. But after a while, way much dangerous. Because <laughs> yeah. after when Peter Lee got killed, them Sunnydale, boy, they would not let you come through there if you wasn't from the deal, boy. I'm telling you, they would block the uh, streets off with garbage cans in front of the bus, all the all this all this shit, you know what I'm saying? It was it was hectic. So at that era, that's when it took a turn for the worse. Yeah. How did that affect Lakeview? Um Lakeview back then was an era of the crack era that took over a lot of our OGs. So a lot of our OGs wasn't at their fullest capabilities and the penitentiary system was full of our other OGs. So as that taken effect, you know, to keep it 100, they label Lakeview all, you know, they 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 track stars, they suckers, they punks, well, they ain't got nobody to put in the work. Me and some loved ones, you know what I mean? Ehat, Moan, Ali, Kilo D, Big Sean, Cohen, a lot of us, Pat Mallory, you know what I mean, took the initiative, and my little brother Dirt and Big Black, we took the initiative as us, as about 10 of us, to stand up for ourselves, because other neighborhoods would come through, try to rob us, shoot us, beat us down. And we took the initiative to stand up and fight. Yeah. And we had to, like the Warriors. And <clears throat> and we prevailed. Yeah. That's the that's the reality. It's like some these are just some things that people have to go through sometimes in order to make yeah. it. And people I don't I don't and and like I say, and one thing where the respect didn't couple for me, like to get back to the other thing is me and Black C ain't fools from the the booth. That's Black C from Harbor Road. I'm born here from Randolph Street. You feel what I'm saying? We didn't come into the paradox of that's my name because of the music. It yeah. just transpired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's one respect thing that me and him have for each other today and we always talk about. And I always speak was like, they don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But they they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so now as we get into the music, we, we got to let it know for those who don't know, your brother, rest in peace, the legendary Coognut. What was it like growing up with him? What was he like Man, when you were kids? Wild and crazy. <laughs> Fun and exciting. You know what I mean? Serious. Uh, when Ronald first hit on the scene, let me see. It was about the 86s when everybody used to, he always used to tell everybody he had a cougar. He's like, I'm going to give me a cougar. I'm going to give me a cougar, which is a cougar. You know what I'm saying? It's not a cougar. 
He, um, wait, hold on real quick. That was bass slang for a cougar before Kugna used that as his a rap Kugna, name. Yep, yeah, you had a Kugna okay. yeah. with Trues and Vos, you know, yeah. uh, me and D.O. cousin Classy. You remember Classy Cougar? He cougar, you know what I'm saying? Got one. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was the tweet, you feel me? And um, Legendary, uh, who was it at the park? My cousin Vern Hodges. And I forgot what's her name of them brothers. They, the, uh, I forgot the name of their rap group. And then also, also, let me get this. Frisco Kid mm. was one of the first uh, rappers, if not the first, in San Francisco, too, and our neighborhood. Frisco Kid serving them. That song was on KPOO a lot. That was an inspiration for Nut and us, too, and them getting together. But I remember Cougs the rap. I forgot them boys' names. But he started rapping, you know, hearing them with his stories and doing this and the other. And it was just, it was astonishing. I was like, okay, bro, rap. Okay, you know, where's this going to go to? And to listen to what he was saying was extra astonishing because of the stories. And then even before that, do I have to get to the point where he hooked up with C Fresh, mm-hmm. from uh, Diamond Heights, and they made the, you know, the, the guy, guy made the, um, the group IMP, and the legacy begun there. You know, but in and out of actions with the penitentiary, you know, you was, you know, C would be in jail, Nut would be in jail. When they finally got it together, I was in jail. I never forget. I'm going to the pen, and Coog, I knew all the Coogness songs. Started from Bankroll Studio over the hill on Holloway. Mm-hmm. That's how our interaction started. And in TC Garage, this is where I really remember to get back now, not to skip back. Is coming on from the penitentiary, and going to TC House. And listening to all them cats in there, that's when sales started. And even before then, in Lakeview Bankroll Studios, where Pali Alto, famous all-star rap group, you know what I'm saying? Tony Insane used to be in my neighborhood when we was kids. This is how we all interact. It ain't just no pushover night thing, you know what I'm saying? We really, you know, was loved ones and interacted. Used to be over there in in, in 89-90, you know, making their albums and stuff. And um, it trickled down to after that. To Nut and them making it, uh, I was in the pen and Nut uh, dropped Scandalous mm-hmm. in 88. He dropped Scandalous. My sister wrote me and said, Rhino's song getting played at the Palladium. It dropped Scandalous and I couldn't wait. And um, that's kind of how I transpired, being in the penitentiary, knowing, knowing all his raps up there with Honest Bob, cats like that, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Honest, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, was in the penitentiary and he inspired me too. Because Onyx used to put us to sleep with his singing and his rapping on the tear. And then I knew a lot of Rhino's songs, so I would I would say them because I would recite them. And the people would be like, who, who is this? And they'd be like, come on, Kugner. I said, no, nah, nah, I'm not Kugner. That's my brother. Like, And I'm just saying the raps. So me reciting them, reciting them, reciting them all over got me to the point where when I got home and Nut was on top, but I'm rolling the next single that was getting played on the radio too, it, it got me thinking like, 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 man, like this is... This can this can be big. Possible, yeah. Possible. Yeah. I was a dancer back then, to tell y'all the truth. I was a dancer. I was raw as hell, breakdance in the house, me and my cousin, 88. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to 88, yeah. you know what I'm saying? EK. We used to that was our thing. Like, you know, like like you see the dancers in the videos. Even though we was gangster rap, we still had our tweaks, you feel me, or however you want to say it. To uh Max Sachs, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Executive producer IMP, we missed so deaf. One day we was at uh the studio, they was making Dave's song, um, I forgot what song it was. Maybe I forgot what song it was. But the two short which was also recording there. Oh no, they they was they they made I'm rolling. They made mm-hmm. out with uh, Al Eaton. 
Studio in Richmond, the dudes who sung, they're ghetto from, um, that was their studio yeah. from um, Too Short, and it was also in there. So we up there one day, and um, Max Sage just kept saying, oh, yeah, you you going to be the one. You going to be the one. And I'm looking at him like, why you keep saying this? Like, I, I don't rap. Like, I don't. He was saying that consciously, consciously, consciously. Kept saying it, kept saying it. And to this day, if Mackie was alive, he'd be like, I told you, yo, you was going to transfer. And I would have loved to ask him, like, how did you know I was next in line? Yeah. Like, I wasn't rapping or nothing. Secretly, I was rapping, though. Right, Didn't nobody right, right. know. I would be in front of my homeboy, J-Dog House, with about three Buddha blunts and about five 40 ounces <laughs> and, and rapping, sitting there with a the contact <laughs> and, and trying to figure it out to where it transpired to... One day at Nut House with the SB12, one yeah. of the most famous beat machines yes, ever. Three seconds of sample. Time. Oh my God, it was raw that I'm writing. And he looking at me like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm writing. I'm like, I rap. I'm, I'm like, I can rap. And he heard a little tweak. He was like, okay, it was it was a tweak. I had a Frisco song called Frisco. So he locked me in the room with the SB12 and was like, do a song. You better let me see what you got. And I came out and I did a little tweak. Then I ran into, uh, then at the same time as there, my cousin Leo J and, and Salesky was coming up with the scene. You know, Sal was hot. You know, he had in my bucket with a fat sack of dank, you know, that that song, tapes. you know, some tapes. You yeah. feel me? And yesterday I knew that bitch Lane Land up. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, he had the little he was coming up with his tweaks, you feel me? Hard, you know what I'm saying? So it was mainly on how things start to shift in shape. But Sale didn't know I rap for a while, for a long who, while. Who 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 was y'all like early, like for you, Kugna, Selsky, like who were some of the early influences? To me, uh, I say Coogee Rap. Mm. Um, my favorite rapper of all times, Scarface. Mm -hmm. And who I got to meet one time, Ice-T. Um, Ice oh, hell yeah. I, I love, don't get it twisted. Please don't get it twisted. Kara's one, of course, in Public Enemy, hands down. But yeah, that was... It was you had both. See, that's what made the thing. Cause back in the days, the rap was for real. You had you had a song about abroad, a song about your neighborhood, an educational song, and you had your gangster song. You had you know what I mean. You, yeah. you got your flavors. So that's what made the difference. You listen to the Public Enemy, you coming like them. You listen to the Scarface, you coming like that. You listen to the this and that, you coming like this. You know what I mean. So that was so influential too to all that. You know, yeah, when I hear like like that first IMP album, the production reminds me a lot of Public Enemy. And what they were speaking about samples, the right. scratches. Same thing yeah. with Cell. Cell got to be the master at one of them too. And TC, you know what I'm saying? Like all of them, like Nut to keep it a hundred. That SB12, all that, all that, that came from Nut. He was a master at that SB12. Mm. That, 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 that. Oh my God! Did he, he produce Scandalous? All that. Yeah. Half the office album, Living Reckless, everything, yeah. everything. Um, all that, all that stuff that had that that boom, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That was Rhino, and then the, the super samples. Was uh, TC and mm -hmm. my cousin uh, Rob V. Right. And, and, the rest, and, and Hitman Stance. The rest of IMP is is Rob V, Hitman, C Fresh, Coog Nut. Are we missing anybody? You got a lot of other people affiliated. That is IMP, uh, Fly Gator, Miko, mm -hmm. um, Louie Lou. Louie Lou. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The hype man, my brother Lou. Um, a lot of affiliates when you see on them pictures and when you see that was all around. Just like when you see certain people, it surprises you. When you look at documentaries and you see certain people on there talking about it and it'll be like Death Row Records or or, or Rap a Lot, you know what I mean? You'll be like, oh, they was a part of that too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, you feel me? So so, so you're seeing all this, you're soaking it in, you're like, man, they really doing it. Selsky's starting to do it. And then you start writing, you start recording. I start, How does well, that go? <clears throat> it was like, I'm at my house, <clears throat> then my little brother SB. Mm-hmm. 
we knocked heads and um was it used to be me, him, J Dog, and my OG brother uh Stevie Mac and A1 would be in my house after mom's leave. I go in her closet, steal some Carlos Rossi and Ian Shay, right? <laughs> we get two tape recorders and whatever the hottest single was that that we had on tape, we were freestyle to. So we just freestyled in the morning, smoking, freestyle, 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 freestyle. It became a religion. Yeah. To where we'd be like, what we gonna do? We gonna do? Come on, we going to G the house. We gonna go freestyle. To where it got to a point where I start taking it a lot serious to where I'm writing. See, even as none of them know, half the songs that I'm on that are classic songs, I already had my verses to, which is like uh, stressed out. To this day, people in our astonished, our history, our legacy, that that verse I wrote way before Coogan said we even knew I rapped. Mm. And that's amazing. You feel me? That is amazing. And um, so I started writing. That's when it came to the part when <laughs> we nut came over one day morning. He, you know, nut really wasn't a hardcore freestyle rap, but he had sales raps, you know. So we up under him and we kind of keeping it to ourselves. Like, you know, Cell on the go with his hot stuff. He's doing it. Then nobody know. You know what I'm saying? Lil J, not a lot of people didn't know. And you still, I still didn't really get out there because I didn't know how I was. I didn't know I was good or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to make a different style. That's why I became, everybody, oh, you known for rapping fast. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. But it's like Bruce Lee. He just didn't use his feet. He used his face, fist. You know, I got different styles. But I did want to perfect a style that was to my own. Yeah. So that's how it came to me being so... High power, you know, with the, with the, with the flow. Because I was like, I don't want to rap like him. I don't want to sound like him. I got to do something that's different. And thank God I perfected it. So that was a tweak right there. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because it's definitely a unique style. It's, it's kind of ahead of his time, the way he was that rapid fire delivery. To me, it's almost like a Lakeview style, that that fast rap and stretching some of the words. Like yeah. We call it typewriter flow. <laughs> That's what it was called, typewriter flow. Yeah, yeah. It was a Frisco thing, too. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and, and the thing about it, though, a lot of people could try to do it and duplicate it, but one thing that everybody noticed, my clarity. You, I could say yeah, a man. bunch of words in so many seconds and yeah. you hear every single thing. It's almost like a like a Bone Thugs kind of tweak, like just with the speed of it, but then it's definitely like very Frisco and like... Well, uh, they came after me. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, that's, and their clarity it wasn't as clear as yeah, mine. Yeah, now, yeah. This, no, 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 no. That's why I wanted to say that because <laughs> right. it, it's just really original, bro, and it really right. stands out and it's something that people weren't doing at the time. Right, and people caught on to, even my, even my family. You know, S caught on to it because he had to tweak, and even yeah. and Sale and Cool caught on to it, yeah, and 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 got very good at it. Really cool. They people like my my my, my brother MV always say, man, you brought brought his flow back because it was once upon a time as we were going down the line when Nut had was on like a stuck writer's block mission, like he wasn't coming through, you know, and and that was when I was at my getting at my highest peak. This is when after Sale dropped, you know, we 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 there, UNLV, we we are we world now now. You feel me? And um, yeah, guys, like, 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 why the stuck? But Anv said, "Blood." He was like, "Talk, you." He was like, "Man, you got nut back." And he said, "You got him back with that flow." Yeah. If you listen to a lot of later songs, then, then the beginnings, like from the '90s to the mid to when we was out, really, you see how nut changed that. You know, he came, he started coming yeah. with that flow. I mean, it started as like a very like '80s kind of old school West Coast mm -hmm. style, and then it definitely started picking up again. And I always like to say. Not to be so, not to give no shots out. I mean, not not, not to take away from everybody else. A Bay Area style too, like because yeah, yeah, you, you already sure. know. Uh, 
H-Man and all them, you sure. know, Rapper yeah. Ron, anybody yeah. you name over there. And then, of course, the Godfather of Godfathers, who, who I didn't understand at first, when I heard 40 of them, I was like, who is this dude right here? Right. And he took it to a whole different tweet, you feel right. me, at first. And I was mad, like, I came with that first. But nobody knew me, so I'm like, shut up, right. ain't coming right. nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be able to introduce it into the game. And it, it, it was a blessing. Spice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of yeah, people, yeah. you know what I mean? That's true. It's definitely a barrier, barrier thing. Well, what was your first, like, were you doing your own tapes and selling tapes? No, the thing was this. Let me get to back to that, too. So, us, how we got exposed to Keep It 100 was... um. We got, we started getting real good. My writing skills, me and S skills, we was with nuts, sneaking around, uh, Moo Moo. We was, a, we was a gang, we was, a, we was called Outcast mm. before Outcast. Uh, remember when they had the Tower Records y'all down there in Stonestown? Yeah. Uh, we would go down there and tweak and just tweak on stuff. We was called Outcast. Um, but my brother 2.2 Snook always, and a lot of people from the park always called this even, uh, Class, everybody, your dad and them, they, they always, we was always, they always had a UNLV echo. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, University of Lunatic Village, it was always an echo, but that, that came after though, but we was outcast. That was our name of our little group, our, our freestyle group. That was SB? Me, SB, and Mumu, uh -huh. and um, Rob was sometimes rap with us, and uh, that was our tweak, you feel me? And then, of course, we had Nut, and with Nut, we was outcast until we seen how they tweak transpired. Long story short, um, we're going to get some drink on on Ocean Street. We see one of the homeboys, Raleigh Raw, you know what I'm saying, which is a neighborhood rapper, you know what I'm saying, Londa Pooh brother, Raleigh Raw, you know what I'm saying. He was kind of out there a little bit with um, DJ Tone. That's from across the water, Sheriff Phil did a lot of stuff with uh, Taylor Tate, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was his DJ, so, and Raleigh Raw had a little bit of, a little bit of backing, so he was, you know, in front runner, you know, like like nut, but not as famous. But he was pushing long. He had a studio right around the corner, so he see us. He tell nut, come to the studio, come to the studio, boop de boop de boop. Let's do this. You know, that was that was the love. That was like playing basketball. You know, nigga had a studio. Let's go. You feel yeah. me? Let's just go to the studio. So me, Moo Moo, uh, S, uh, Nut went to the studio. Raleigh Raw, we up in there, uh, knocking, you know, tweaking on, tweaking on, tweaking on stuff, and that's when, like I say back then. I was very a little bit working with the SP, so Nut was like, "Come on, make a beat, do do the baseline. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that." So we made a little sick track, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we freestyle over the freestyle, 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 sounding good, sounding good. Kept the tape after that, and not for no bad reasons. I don't get nothing bad, but I was telling him, I said, "Don't play this, don't play this for sale yet. Like I want us all to be there so we can do this to sell." S went and played it for sale, right? Sale took the tape up to Harbor Road when he was working with Chris and them on their album. Right. He said Chris and them went crazy. And he was in his mind going crazy. He knew he went, went crazy. It was like, he's like, and they was like, that's boy hitting him. And Chris told Sale, was like, man, you got to do something with that. You feel me? In the same essence, Master P was in town trying to do the West Coast Bad Boys thing. And Hearn was doing a thing. You yeah. feel me? Hearn was doing a thing. So, P comes, we at the studio back and forth doing the tweaks, and Shell was like, I heard the tape, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, whoopty whoop. He was like, but you tell me what Black and them say. I'm like, for real? He was like, okay. So, we get to go into the studio, um, Master P messing with us to death, fucking with us to death, you know that, you know, him, King George, fucking with us to death, you know, we, we helping him orchestrate shit and all this and I, nuts, Shell putting him on with P, you know, woo, woo, it's going down. 
putting the hamsters, all the blah, blah, blah. You feel me? Plus, you know, P was already out here moving and grooving, but his stuff wasn't really grooving back then. But he yeah. was messing with a few of my other homeboys that I grew up with, too, from Daily City that was executive producers and his stuff. So long story short, he hit the tweet, and um, I said, I was like, come to the studio. And then, and, um, and then Swoop, little Swoop, of course, our little brother, same thing, you know, he it was good. He was going to, you know, he he out there one day while we rapping, and he started freestyling. And S used to say, Lil Swoop, I'm like, little brother. I'm like, oh, goddamn, it's catchy. So we all go to the studio one day. Uh, this is when Nut was making, um, I think IMP was making a second album. And um, Sale was working on Mr. Predictor and other stuff and things. And um, P was like, I need a song. He wanted a song from Sale, you know, when nobody thinking, you know, when anybody didn't think of tweaking, whatever, whatever, whatever. So. Nut told Selsky, make a beat for me for the for Master P for the thing. <clears throat> now this is people talk about so many stories about my brother. If you really wasn't near, like I'm just saying, I don't mean to be arrogant. I know Rhino Field, and this is years ago before half of y'all who I want to exploit on here, suckers who just only knew him for a few years because yeah, yeah, he stayed yeah. at your all right, I'm gonna be quiet. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um I knew my brother back then, and I always told them fools watching him, don't play no music for him over the phone. You know what I'm saying, D.O.? You played music over the phone back then. It would be so bumpy, bumpy. You couldn't really hear it. I used to tell Classy and him that. Classy, I got to be. Yo, he don't like it. I said, don't play it for him over the phone. I said, play it for him in, in, in front of him so he can hear it. Plus, he even drunk a half a case of St. Eyes. Like, you know what I'm saying? What the hell? <laughs> so long story short, I told Sale was making his beat, right? And it was a sick beat. It was, of course, you know, we, we're going to get to, we are going to know what beat that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sitting like, oh, shit. Mm, this is coming out monkey. So here come Nut calling the studio. I'm on my way. Wooty wooty woo. And then, and Hansel was like, some some sell, some some. And he's like, listen to the beat that sell making you. I said to Hansel, don't play it for him over the phone. Don't play it for him over the phone. And he's like, I don't last week. I don't like that. I'm not. And I said, okay. Nut was kind of really hurt. I mean, Sale was kind of really hurt behind that because when he made that song, all Sale could think of is Nut, one of them stories over that beat. And if you literally listen to Stressed Out and go listen to it right now, just imagine Cool Nut on a Stressed Out beat with a story. Yeah. That, that, doom, 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 it was, so we sitting there tweaking and nigga Cell looked at me and was like, come on, y'all ready? I said, huh? He said, man, he locked the verse out. He said, come on, S went, I went, uh, Swoop went, my little brother Dirtbag went. Mm -hmm. But Dirt, we was, he was still making that, that transformation. He, he didn't get it. He couldn't. We we stayed in there for hours praying. When, and and that was a big for sale to push you to get on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dirt couldn't get it though, so we just knocked it out with us. What's so funny? We had two versions of it. I don't the version all y'all love today. I don't like. Right? If I could go find the tape and y'all hear the other version, when I'm rapping just a little bit faster, like and and a little bit more smoother to me. Was the one, you know what I'm saying? But we had two versions that we did it twice. Here come Coogan in the studio. That's my beat. I know that's my beat right there, right? That's my beat. That was my beat right there. And the cell was like, man, you didn't want this beat. And I said, I told you don't listen to it over the phone. And but you know, it was a sick tweak. And then that's when the hamster and made that other beat for them. But um, that was when the history began, man. And uh So stressed out. On Masterpiece, for those who haven't caught up yet, stressed out on Masterpiece West Coast Bad Boys was is your first time first on time Wax. on Wax wow. introduction. That's a hell of an introduction, bro. Man, that's, that's, listen, that's a lot of units being sold. That's a classic song. And I'm gonna tell you the thing it's was an ill beat, man. I love the drums on that that old school break beat and, on there. And if y'all trip on this and trip on this too, cause the first song with no hook. Yeah, huh? Mm. 
We free, we relay racing. What I used to yeah. call it, we relay racing. I think that's what really hit everybody by surprise is that these niggas not stopping. It's this one, this one, this one, and everybody coming with a whole different tweet. You feel me? Yeah. So it was it was big. It was very it was big. And um Master P had a lot of love for us. A lot of love. It was and I'm gonna tell you how I watched his growth, how I knew he was gonna be who he was, which was amazing to me. The one thing that was always tweaky, SB used to always bully Silk the Shocker in the studio. Not bully like be me, say a rap, freestyle. Free. You know, as we was, he was so hot with, and Silk just used to be this. I used to be like, blood, leave him alone, blood. Like, man, this is before they was super, super famous, you feel me? Right. As always, I mean, we had so much fun in there, but it was a tweak on how, it was a tweak on how um, P came to the studios at times. And he would like call the answer and be like, I need studio time. And we would have time. He would come pay for all our time. Cause he, he was going to Nebraska. He was going to there. He was going there. He was going there, going every. The first thing he would say, blood, when he came to the studio, hey dog, they love y'all song in Ohio. Wow. They love y'all song in Houston. They love y'all song, whoopty whoopty whoop. And when I seen him, I was he was like, Y'all wanna go? But, you know, it was the beginning. We I, I wasn't ready yet. You know, we still had a, a legacy to start to begin. So, um, yeah, man, so Master P was definitely rocking with y'all. Man, I'm telling you, like I was saying, like, it's multiple times. And y'all got to remember y'all back then, studio time was no punk back then either. Yeah. So, you know, you paying for, still like, $50, $60 an hour, you know, so for him to come do that. And his main thing was like, y'all want to go? Y'all want to go? You know, and, you know, certain kind of acts were like, man, it's, it's you know, whoopie woo woo. And I'm sitting there like, I want to go. <laughs> but, I, you know, I didn't have my shit together. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I was still in the making. And then, um... Every time, though, that's all I, I can remember. Every time, blood, he's like, man, they like your song, Cleveland, blood. They like your song. They, they, they really feeling that song, that song, that song. That's all he would say all the time. Of course, Nut, RBL, all them, they was already, you know what I'm saying? Right. But for Peter really was tweaking on us, bud. And so he was like, man, that song, man. And you can see that, thank God, that I got a, me and S got a, um, and Cell with us in, 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 in the, um, what is it? The uh, the Chronicles that, that just came out. The uh, No Limit Chronicles. You see us at the end of it in, in, in the video. You feel me? They showing the video and they showing me and S and Cell in our in our UNLV shirts. You feel mm -hmm. me? Which was a blessing. So you know, God, the Spirit works in real mysterious. You know that it, it was because people. I just seen people put that on Facebook. Like, boy, Eric, shout out to you. I seen you in the Chronicles, and I'm like, oh man, that's a blessing. It ain't like he did it. He might have did it on. I don't know, but you know, it, it was there. You feel me? Yeah. So that was a blessing, man. And, and y'all were on um, West Coast Bad Boys too. As well, that was when the world when it was coming. Oh, we was about to take over the world, bro. Yeah, Road that was. Oh my God, man, that's that, a slapper. That and that was one of the songs from the. UNLV album that had never been heard. Y'all probably heard some of the songs of some of Selsky's collector things like um, it, um, Murders and Slaughters, MMM, which is on cannabis, on Canadian Egg, Bacon and Hash, and, and Whole Stories. But I'm going to tell y'all, we had a whole album that, that that's when the tweet came in. Feel me? That we had a whole UNLV album, but I'm going to tell y'all, and I'm not being arrogant, if you listen to them songs that I'm telling you about right now and you go think about that era, was nobody fucking with us, bro. Nobody, I mean, blood nigga, this, this album was finna go astonishing, crazy. The sound that this man had, to his day, he gonna tell you and we gonna tweak, that music was better than Mr. Predictor music, as he, as he says in his words. I never really thought about it like that until I started listening to the shit. was like, damn, that is some, it's a whole different tweak than Mr. Predictor. Yeah. And not even that, 
Swoop album. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, we got underground albums that never flourished, blood. Yeah. Came to where that that was to the point where, like I said, the bad things like 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 start happening. Yeah, we'll get to that in, on a little on a little bit. But so after the first West Coast Bad Boys, then you were on Mr. Predictor. Mr. Predictor came out first. Oh wait, no, Mr. West Coast Bad Boys, then, then Mr. Mr. Predictor. Predictor. And yes. then um was that kind of helping build the momentum for you too? And then we got on the next IMP album, The Bay Way. Right, The Bay Way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, you, was, yep. you was gassing on all them tracks, bro. Like I said, that type that typewriter that typewriter flow. Typewriter flow. flow. <laughs> Going crazy. So by that because the reason I asked is because in those days, I mean, you pretty you damn near appeared on like every single album, bro. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you what a crazy tweak is is that if I can remember right. Like you were on like damn near every compilation, every day, every feature. Let me get to this. Not to keep that thought. That's just because let me give shout out to this. If I'm right, my first debut feature without the family was on UDI. If I'm, okay. if I think, if I'm okay. correct, mm-hmm. Dog Day Afternoon mm-hmm. to get to what you said, mm-hmm. that was the beginning of. Yeah. Yep, that was the beginning. Of motherfuckers pulling me in. You feel so me? at that point, are you thinking like, all right, I'm I'm in the game now. I'm getting feature money. You getting show money? Um, are you thinking like, all right, this it just got real for me. We got real, exactly, hundred yeah. like percent. You said it got real. Yeah. It got, it got real to the point where it was overwhelming to where. I'm like, damn, every other day. So I want somebody wants you on a track. 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 And I'm like, damn, okay. And it was just so it got to the point where, bro, I knew like like it was so astonishing a Kubna too, which was which was was amazing when I broke it down to where um I used to know like blood and SB too. It, it used to fuck him up too, to where I would know like like in the mid, like let's say in the mid ninety four, ninety five, when everything really started crackalacking in the nineties, I knew almost I was on over me and Quinn because we used to tweet was on all. This is in the mid for nineties, y'all. Me, we was on. Oh, and this is a little bit more than my my, my brothers and them. Not to take away, but we I was on over thirty something. Compilations and, and albums back then between two year, two year period, yeah, something like that, two yeah. or three year period where I could name every single one. That's a lot of work. And then after that, going into the late nineties, where Kubnut would just be like, name them, yeah. And it just got to the point where, as I think about it now, I'm like, dang, like you go back to me, I'm like, I'm on, like, I'm on over uh, maybe a hundred two. I don't know. It's, you, you just got to do the math because it hasn't stopped. Yeah, I'm telling you, you gotta do your, your greatest hits. I know we gotta day, we gotta bro. find that yeah, tweet, yeah, blood. Yeah, 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 we gotta work on that, man. Um, one one compilation appearance that really sticks out to me is uh, the power and the pain on on 17 reasons, which was a huge smash. And I believe you are the person who gave Julio the name Goto. I sure am. When you listen to the beginning of the uh, song, <laughs> you hear me say Goto, Julio. You know what I mean? I'm the one who gave it to him, and um. It was funny how all everybody just ran with it after that. Yeah. Everybody ran with that. You know what I'm saying? And I'd have been on, I'm going to tell you, that's funny you said that. I've been on a lot of, a lot of other features that a lot of people uh, pushed that was big for me too. Solo stuff, like was um, on Larry, Larry and them uh, compilation, uh, Outkast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big one too. But some of the biggest features I had to me was, uh, Level five album, 
go and go toes album you know what i mean um that and and that them right there especially that power and that pain that was took us to a whole new level because it was a new thing for us as people black and brown yeah i was gonna say how was it how did you hook up with go toes and and how how was well, that experience a lot of people was so funny you just it's, it's amazing how like like i say a lot of this shit can't be can't be made up that's how a lot of us interacted as kids. Like Gotos, see fresh a lot of people, and other people that uh, Gotos knew that I knew as as kids. Yeah, played and went to school together, rearing it and sharing a lot of a lot of. I was just like, that Lakeview Diamond Heights connection. Exactly, and yeah. this period, you know, us being a diverse city, you know, what yeah. I'm saying, growing up with Filipinos and Mexicans, Spanish people, you know, Chinese, Latin, whatever you want to say, uh, Arabs, however you want to call, you know, what I'm saying, all this shit made us, you know, a very diverse city. So. It's times when me and Goto, especially when I got out the hospital, and I was telling him about a lot of my other family members that was having complications. It was amazing on how he knew them. And he was like, oh, man, you don't remember? I went to Shane. I went to here. I went to here. I went. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. So we hooked up, basically. I can't exactly remember how the tweak was, but Goto's was in the mix. Of course, he came to us, probably, you know, knowing that them, and uh, we started to tweak, sell, all of us. And um, we made that at uh, Les G Studio on... Um, What's that street deal? Less used to, what is that? Sam, is it San, San Bruno? Bruno. San Bruno. Mm -hmm. I was living day and night there, especially when I stayed up the street uh, with my with my ex wife or up the street around the corner from there too. Oh man, we was I was we was living in that studio. I mean, niggas would get calls at like eleven o'clock at night, come do a song, and we up. You feel me? But uh, Les G, one of my one of my producers, private producers, who I love to death. Shout out to Les G, love you. Uh, he pushed me and trained me too. That song, we both see, but people and what people don't really know. It was funny on how you had a hand in making music. Me, Juice, and Les G made that beat. Mm. Juice came with the doom, don't do don't 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 and you know what I'm saying. And I touched a few little tweaks, you know, with my little thing, and then Les G finished it off. And uh, yeah, that was yeah. Shout out to you know Juice, you know what I mean. Got can't take away, you know what I'm saying. He's a pioneer, Frisco veteran. You know what I'm saying. Um, we made that beat and. It was history. Yeah, it's classic. Classic. And uh, I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but um, the UNLV album actually ends up coming out with Nick Peace, right? He Producer Nick Peace. Yeah. Co-produced it. Um, he was executive. I was executive, you know. Yeah. So, and you were on a, a, like all of those Million Dollar Dream, Dream compilations. <laughs> yeah. So how did how did that project come together? Because well, that's kind of like your debut on a record, right? Well, UNSB. it got to the point where I'm going get it, to get it, keep it real. Uh, me and my little brother, we had a falling out. You know, me and Cell, we had a little falling out. Swoop was in jail. S was in jail. I think Nut was probably, he was doing his thing. We were still tweaking. We had a little falling out. Nothing major. Everybody allowed it to this day to get this off niggas' chests, you coward-ass niggas. Me and my brother Cell, we did have a falling out. But it wasn't to the point where we were not messing with each other. It was just we wasn't doing music with each other. I was mad at certain shit, and I just went this way. But he was still at mom at mama house smoking nade and we was watching Rap City, you know what I'm saying, going to eat and shit. So long story short, that gave me a time for me to, to to birth myself, I think, as a producer too and as a and as an artist. So I was out. It's like you said, everybody coming to get me, coming to get me, coming to get me. A lot of more people wanted to come get me, but they was always scared, like, oh, he signed a, this or you know, he signed up under nut and sell and them. But that was another thing where for me and nut to bond together with do to do a lot of songs. So long story short, Nick Peace coming to picture. We we messing with Nick, making 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 good music, making good music, hitting music after music. To it got to the point where 
is circulating big. And of course, he's messing with my brother Shag Nasty and, and Andre Nicotina and uh and and and, and the beginning of uh, Equipto uh real legacy. You feel me? So they all was tweaking together. So they pull us in and all this shit. Shag was like, Nick Peace wanna get at y'all. That's how that happened. And we all fucking around, doing that, doing that. And um it got to the point where Dog Day Records came about. Yeah. You know, 11-5, Dre Dog, and I forgot who else they signed, a few people. And they was the epitome of um, the other record company that came before. Uh, in a minute. In a minute records, yeah. right? So they all acting like they was going to be the new this and this and that, and we was going to be good. They end up having fallen out with Dre, having fallen out with 11-5 and whoever else. It was like, they, 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 y'all y'all just same type of honky shit, you feel me? But you know they they want they still they have money still it was still something there. Long story short, they get at Nick, and they seeing us doing it. They they helping Nick a little bit, so we tweaking and we like we thirsty we thirsty we thirsty as fuck. I'm, I'm gonna keep it hundred. Nuts start nuts finished his contract out with them. That's when the solo tweak took off. And my brother Six Stone of Kale, CEO IMP uh, 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 Game Tie Records uh, IMP, they start doing it. But people don't know is Kale at that time. I was so hot too in the game. That I had a lot of people at me. I could have signed a lot. I could have went a lot of different directions. Drag, you feel me? Yeah. A lot of people, but I, I stayed loyal to the soil. You know what I'm saying? My brother Kelly wanted to sign. He was like, "Blood, I can't afford everybody else, but we bring them on." I'm trying to give him the game. He wanted to sign me to game tight. So we tweaking the tweet. I'm like, "Okay, this and this," and I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do in this. So one day, me and Nick was just having a serious tweet, and we was like, "Man," he was like, "I was like, man, we I need to an LV album. S about to come home. Swoop about to come home." He's like, what you, he's like, man, he said, let me holler at them about this and that. And at first, they wanted to do a Ball Here Rick solo album. That's how it started. My cousin Tay to Tay called me and was like, blood, Nick and he said, blood, um, they own you, blood. Like, they, they want to do a solo album with you, blood, big, blood. So I'm thinking like, oh, shit, so I do a solo album? So it turned out for me being a solo album, let me make this a UNLV album. Yeah. So that's how I got <clears throat> everything together, me and Nick plotted down. He gave me a tape of beats. As I'm rolling across the bridge, I'm knocking every single one out. That was what I was known for, too. When people would say how I got, gave this to a lot of my brothers, too, in the game, sell nothing on them, and, and a lot of astonishing how Ballhead Rick would go take three of them beats, knock them beats out in one day, go make a beat, you know, my consistency. So I'm, I'm, I'm knocking shit out. I'm coming up with all these ideas, everything. So we took the initiative, to fuck with Joe and Chris, and that's how that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a underground classic right there. We made that album in two and a half weeks. Wow, tight! Shout out to Nick Peace. Shout out to Nick Peace and Diamond D. Love y'all yeah. wherever y'all at. Much love, man. Black Diamond, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the same time, like Nut is still bubbling. He pretty much went solo from IMP. Went solo. What's 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 some of the funnest, craziest stories you remember about Coolnet, bro? <sighs> so many of them. You will see a lot of them too on the on on the DVD, the footage that we working on too. Oh yeah. But oh my God, he was a he was a father, an uncle, a brother, a mentor, a son, a comedian, a soldier, an actor. Uh, activist, all in one, bro. I mean, so many. I mean, blood. So many goddamn stories. I mean, too many damn stories. What's one that just jumps out? That that's just one of the most fun <laughs> times you had with him. One of the most fun times. Yeah. 
It's a lot of shit, D.O., you know, I can't talk about, man. <laughs> it's like, it's some fun. Well, me and him, to keep it, I mean, not to be just, when I was, a, when, when we was bachelors, I'm going to keep knocking out, when we was bachelors, you know, going to, going to do a show or going somewhere and hanging out and chilling with the ladies, you know what I mean, eating good, kicking it, or some of the funnest times was maybe at Lake Berryessa, at, lake, at, at the lake, you know, when the lake was there, you feel me, uh, Chilling out at the lake, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, flirting with the girls, drinking, smoking, having a good time, parlaying. Uh, so many different times, man. Going to the uh, Sacramento, to the... Uh, to the uh, Fair. The fair, too, Dio. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, the, um, what was it called that they had to, at, up there? I can't think of it, but it was more... Oh, now, this was a sick tweak right here. Now, here we go right here. Uh... It wasn't the fair cause it was something else that they had on the campuses, the like a Greek show or something. Mm. So this is when everybody's fluctuating heavy. 40 and them all tweaking this sign, nut in the mix heavy. We go up there, blood, and it's a state. They got their stadium on Sacramento State, on the college. I don't know what yeah, yeah, Davis, Sac Davis, State. Davis, yeah. Davis. Oh, you see Davis. Davis, yeah. the big old the, the thing they're doing shit, right? We about nine thousand deep, right? Oh, my God, we was so goddamn deep. That blood, when we hit the door, we hit the door and hooked up with uh, E-40. Like, E-40 and them was right there. Being legit, the whole clique right there. We hook up with them and hit the door. The whole stadium started running. They thought we was a gang or something. <laughs> them to fight or beat some people. Running. Well, we just up in there, right? Kugner yelling, grabbing the rim and doing doing the crazy stuff. Him and Forty, I grabbed this this thing. This girl had a news like a a, a video a ca uh, camera like the news yeah. camera. I snatched her from her. Not being violently, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get your pretty ass. And I'm like, look at all my dogs. I said, Forty, be like, hey, cool, boo. Nigga wasn't even filming. <laughs> she said, you supposed to press this button. I said, damn. That was one of the funniest things because Selsky said, man, did you see how everybody thought we was coming to fight? That was a sick tweak. But then for be legit and rest in peace, my big cousin Keith Hankston, you know, you know the Cougar Keith Hankston. If y'all know, had one of the baddest Cougars in, the, I mean, uh, drop cutlasses in the world. I don't know if you remember the yo the yellow canary cutlass drop cutlass with the gold triple uh, Vogues on it with the beat. You probably don't. Yeah, you was little, but but that he had to. Him and be legit tried to race on our freeway, and he blew be legit out like mm. my and Bela, We all linked up, and Bela was like, man. I got some put some work into my cup. Listen, <laughs> he like looked under the he looked under the hood. I was like, oh, I ain't got none of this. Like well, dude, that was a fun tweak too, man. But the, no, to keep it a hundred. Do what you at the concert at the gym? Yoli. No, Oceanview. When we had our concert. Oh, nah, nah. Oh my God! Now you making me spark. That was maybe the most funnest time ever in the world, Craig. In the world, Craig. If not, it's, it's top five. I know Sale would probably come in here and, and make me remember something else. If not top, when well, we had the concert in Lakeview. Remember, D.O., it was starting to like to stop the peace violence. Like, JT, I mean, GLP, RBL, Selsky, uh, you know, VIP, a lot of people. Uh, J, we would go to everybody. And we would have a, like a put together with the Muslims. You have a, they had a concert at Ella Hill. They had a concert mm -hmm. at Joe, Joe, we had the concert at Ocean View Park. Oh my God. To see that motherfucker looking like the Oakland Coliseum. Right. 
Boy, we uh was up all night hustling, grinding, all the shit. We had our UNLV sweaters. I went and bought the biggest thing in Hennessy on 3rd Street, the big old <laughs> super double guy in Hennessy. <laughs> boy, we come up in that thing, boy, and man, Kuna ran and jumped and grabbed the rim and Ocean Reaper. I said, just smell motherfucking house. <laughs> the place went crazy. Herm <laughs> Lou all them in the front. I know Herm remember this. Everybody was there. That was my first time ever grabbing a mic. Wow. You feel me? That was crazy. We, we did stressed out and the Bayway. Tore the house down. Damn. Tore the house down, boy. Oh, and then a lot of other things happened that I can't speak on that people involved me with, and I did not do what I plead the fifth. <laughs> but that was one. That was one right there, Dregs. That was one. Yeah, for, that man. was one. It's a lot of energy. A lot. I wonder. I, 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 well, I don't wonder. I know for sure that the that the Frisco rap scene, the Bay Area rap scene, would be a lot different if Coognut was still here. And Mr. C. And Mr. C. Uh, we was talking about I that last week, I always got to say that. Too. Even yeah. though I, I'll say my brother to death, of course. But if Chris and them would have been able to yeah, pull that off, went through the roof like that. And yeah. they was able to pull that off, because yeah. I knew I was on the album. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I knew I was gonna be on a good song with them. And like I say, I'm blessed because that's a lot. You don't have a lot of people ain't never did songs with with a lot of they you know with a lot of the super artists that they grew up would have been around. You know what I mean? So one point is, Cell used to always say he never did nothing with E40. Me and Coop that was blessed to be on that Southwest Rider album. Even though we didn't do a song with 40 and them, you know, but we was in, you know, introduced on there. That went big too. Yeah. That was one of my biggest times. That was the most time, but I was stuck. I, I had, I could not write. I was, I was kind of changing my style and my flow and just finding myself as a person, like I say. That was one of the most hardest times ever. That and when I did the song with RBL, but that right there, I, I was, I was so nervous. Sebo just got out of jail. Mm. It was like nine thousand niggas in the parking lot. You know, it, it was it was crazy. Loonies every hour outside. I'm up in there, can't write one rap, dude. I had so many freestyles in my head that I that I you know my best thing was this. They will all tell you, you give Todd a beat, let him go home and study. It's gonna be the best thing you ever. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really one back then on, on the set on the scene writing you know because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a lot of my raps already wrote i had i didn't bring no books or nothing with me you know so it was crazy but that was one of the sickest that was a fun time too being up because e40 i could not get the rap this nigga e40 come kicking the door with big old things gorilla milk oh you're about to get this you're about to get this you're about to get this and i was like all right on and i drunk that gorilla milk and, and i got it you feel me that was that was one of the funnest times too you know what i mean That's doing dope. that so Cook Cook passed in two thousand one. Yes, sir. And I feel like I mean I'm I know that was a big hit, but after that it seemed like the next big rapper to come out of Lakeview was Killer Keys. Indeed, it was. If you want to say it like that, indeed it was. Like about that time, but that's another thing. See, I trained all them the squad. Mm -hmm. You know, like like I trained them to death. Like even even before Sale knew, I took took Keith serious. Like I like I. I threw him, even though it was, like I say, everything was inevitable with all of us. It was going to all pan out. But Keith used to be on that balcony. My nephew would be like, oh, I can rap, I can rap, I can rap. I'm like, nigga, you ain't rapping. Nigga, like, you ain't rapping. Then one day he had a tweet, him and a robber, and them. It was a tweet. And then one day he tweet, um, him and uh, my nephew, Boo Banger, all them when they was so tight. Um, but really the squad, though, uh, I got songs of Keith and Cam City and them, boy, they sounded like children. I mean, I, I got, I'm, you know what I'm about to, when I go to, I need a dab machine so y'all can hear mm -hmm. this shit, boy, I swear to God, they sounded like children off my production. Like I say, I was, 
you know, even though me and Cell wasn't doing music, that was my time to, to make me. So I was doing heavy productions, heavy productions. So uh, Keith came and was doing tweaks, doing tweaks, doing tweaks. And then one day he was like, man, something, something. I said, I said, I can't sign you, Neff. I said, of course you with us. But I was like, he was like, I was like, I said, you got to fuck with bruh. He's like, I got to be inner city. He said, yeah, I said, we are inner city. But I said, I said, I said, I said you going to watch, you just going to tweak. And when Cell snapped him up under that wing with all of us, it, it, a star was born. Yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace, Killer Keys. Rest in peace, nephew. We'll miss you. Rest in peace, Swoop. Rest in peace, Little Cool Night. man. Um, 2.2. I think, yeah, rest in peace, 2.2. I feel like Lakeview as a neighborhood has a, one of those legacies that, like, Queensbridge in New York would have. It does, because we got a trick upcoming with Lil Dupa. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's amazing how everybody... It's a long bloodline, man. It's, yeah. It's man. a lot of talent. What do you think it is about the neighborhood that created so many different rappers out of there? It's amazing how every time you turn around, but I am astonished on how... And I give a shout-out to Paperboy. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? You know Don, what I'm saying? Paperboy. A lot of uh, you know when 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 and and young Ed, even though he's not in the mix with us no more, you feel me? Yeah. Um, it's a see. I can keep going and going. It's amazing, but it's amazing, like you said, like a legacy, like 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 that, like like how it is. Somehow you you hear somebody be like, "Oh, I can rap. I, I I'm do this," and you're like, "Okay, whatever." And next you know, you're like, "Oh, you you, you got it." You yeah. know, man. And, you know, you got it. Like you know, it's it's amazing. It's a blessing. It's a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? Because we still haven't, to this day, got our fully shine. Me as myself, as an artist, still haven't got my fully shine, my potential. I'm not no old-ass quarterback sitting on the bench letting me in the game and fucking play. I'll rip any of you young niggas' heads the fuck off. Do not get it twisted. I'm kidding. And why not? And I got, I'm sitting on 12 albums that I'm about to release that's going to be astonishing with that flow to death and other astonishing things that you're going to hear. But um, we never really got our quite shine, bro. And like I say, due to a lot of casualties, you know, which was just sad, you know, we like that's what me and Sil always say. Every time we was at our point, even even if Kugna wouldn't have went to jail, CMW, see a lot of people don't know CMW took Kugna still. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So when at the damn when they were supposed to go to the G Gavins, that they was called an IMP. Dr. Wait, Dre and them had an IMP package for the Death Row tour. Was that was that a Ruthless Ruthless Records? Or no, that was Orpheus, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Cuz, right? I think it was Orpheus or one of them who signed CMW first. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. One of whoever it was, yeah, yeah. they had the tweak, you feel me? And uh, that was Kugna. That was IMP deal. Yeah, man. But Kug was in jail to the point where with Swoop, a lot of slowing down. Was going in and out of jail. SB going in and out of jail. SB had just got home. Uh, I th we been did roll your Vogue though. Thank God, you feel yeah. me. But S had just got home, so yeah, that 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 hand in hand with the streets and music was for real with us back then. It wasn't no make believe story. Not that like, you know, it was for, it was for real back then, man. Yeah, it was Orpheus. Orpheus. It was right, cause yep. Well, the legacy's not over. He's still out here, still in the game. Let me get this phone ringing, taking calls. Bussin' plays. <laughs> Hold on. The legacy is not over of Lakeview, San Francisco, the Bay Area. And uh, what do you think is next for Ball Hit Rig? What are some of the things that you want to accomplish? Me and my brother, cousin Shag Nash, he got an album coming out. We're, we are a group officially called Grown Folks. Um, 
Me, I just took some time off. Like people know, I've been raising my child, you know, been having a few things, getting back to the stuff, uh, just the release of this music and um, getting my, my food catering thing up to par. Yeah, he be cooking place on the Dolph, man, if you ain't you know. Like, yeah, ball head flake. When y'all see them shirts, just Smacking. for real. Ain't no joke. Um, try to empower and have everybody, as in my cousin is here right now, help me get back on that plateau. I mean, I, 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 I'm here, I'm ready, I can do it. You know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm sitting on gems, y'all. When y'all hear these 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 things, I got ready to push out. It might, it might be old, but it's not old because it still got that sound and it's got and it's there. Like I got some, I got two major things I was working on. The foundation album. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. I ain't gonna tell you exactly about it because somebody will bite me. And the then when you hear that foundation album, you're gonna be like, okay, we see why he called it this. It ain't just me either. Watch, getting these albums out, this music out. And uh, getting my health back together and get back on that stage, you know what I'm saying? And uh, getting in the limelight, letting them know I'm here, I'm here. You know, I, I ain't went nowhere, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, man. So everybody out there watching this, if you got love for Ball Hair Rick, UNLV, make sure you leave a comment, let them know. This is my big bro. I'm going to show them all the comments that we get. And uh, I appreciate you, Baldy, because you always been showing love to me, man. You always come through for me when I need you. And uh, I got your back, bro. I know it, baby. We're going to do a lot of dope things together. And, uh, man, that's that's it. I'm going to end it there. Thank you to everybody, the whole teams, the history exactly. of the Bay. Exactly. Dregs One and Ballhead Motherfucking Rick. Get at me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs>